0: Kids, they're gonna love Dark Falls. <laughs> Somebody's out there, Someone. or something. something. The saber's coming. Come on, man, we gotta go. The saber's hungry. Stay on the basement. I must have your beautiful hands. Wait a second. And that mummy has my face. Oh, the mummy with my face. Wait, that's my face. Mummy. Now give that back. That's my face. Three out of three. This is number three. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery. This is Daniel Montgomery. Triple header. Goosebumps. Book two. Three shocking tales of terror. Ghoul school. You heard it, girl. The revenge. That's done. Okay. Now it's time for the the mummy with my face. Yeah, the mummy with my face. Yeah, the mummy with my face. so I'm going to read the intro that's slim, righty, and lefty for our final ever, ever in the history of time triple-header book. That third one never came out, girl. So I'm going to give this one everything I've got when I read it. We've got slim, we've got righty, and we've got lefty. And this is the moment in my face. Our next story is about two kids who get lost in an ancient Egyptian pyramid. I got lost in an ancient Egyptian pyramid once. What did you do? I called for my mummy. Yuck, that joke is so old, it has mold growing on it. Don't mention mold. I found a loaf of bread in the kitchen that was so old, it was covered with thick green mold. Then what did you do? I ate it fast, so I wouldn't have to share it with you. Right now, I'd like to share our story with our readers. It's called The Mummy With My Face. About halfway through, the mummies come alive. We wouldn't have a story if they didn't. And that's a wrap on Slim, Righty, and Lefty. They don't do anything at the end of the book? They don't. That's it. That's absolutely it. Wow, bye. It was a fun little jaunt. What did you think of Header altogether? You know... I much prefer the tales to give you goosebumps when it comes I to think short it's stories kind of charming in the the idea of like having talking whatevers and so goosebumps slappy world slappy narrates in a way that these three do and I think it works just as well but you're right I'd rather have the the kind of the coldness unpredictability. But there's something kind of "Tales from the Crypty" that teases it, but yeah, anyway. the, the framing is charming for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I like the idea of it. I like that they exist. It is they they neither of them are books that I will um, reread soon. Right. I do have good news for everyone listening, though. This was by far to me the best out of the three, and it's fucking dumb in a way that I think is very fun and. We only get a handful of mummy stories in the Goosebumps lexicon or whatever the word is. We get the mummy walks in Goosebumps series 2000. We have the curse of the mummy's tomb. We have Return of the mummy. And then we had, did we have, we had a mummy episode. Don't wake mummy. Don't wake mummy from the television show. And then we have the mummy with my face here. Um, And so I'm excited to have it. And Daniel, take it away. Yes. We also have another reference to the Goosebumps universe in this book. Um, the story, which I think is exciting. Yeah. So our protagonist is Norm Parker. He's 11 years old, a little bit young, and is with and his sister Claire, and who's 12. And they are on a boring tour in Egypt. Their This parents... is really giving me the Curse of Mummy's Tomb plus Night and Terror Tower tease because it's like two kids, and their parents are so busy working that they're off on exotic tours of places that seem terribly dangerous. That's right. Their parent. It's He's ex- exactly right. Their parents have. they've brought them to Cairo and they're uh, going to a teaching convention. They have a bunch of meetings. So they just sent Norm and Claire on a tour of the pyramids by themselves. And Norm is so bored. Yeah. He's butthurt y'all because he was like thinking like, Oh yo, I'm going to be seeing a bunch of cool shit, but all they're getting is lectures on limestone. And that's a real snooze. Not for Claire. Claire's like totally into it, but they're walking towards the great pyramid of Khufu and Khufu was from um, curse of the mummy's tomb. Absolutely work. And, or maybe it was Return of the Mummy. I think it was Return of the Mummy. Work either way, you know. It, it was the per, it, it was one of the pyramids that Uncle Ben was working on. Okay. And the guide is talking about limestone. Uh, Norm is yawning. Claire is saying, "Pay attention, pay attention." And they said, "You know, the Egyptians were the first to use stones, use buildings." And Norm's like, "Oh wow, wait, till I tell my friends all about that. That's so exciting," and norm pulls out their dad's cell phone and it's only for a lot of really <laughs> dated stupid stuff with cell phones in this, in this it's it's very true in this episode he this pulls out their right. dad's cell phone and claire's like oh that's only for emergencies and norm says this is an emergency i'm dying of boredom and he tries to call their mom and dad but there are they aren't at any of the places they say they will be like the restaurant they went to for lunch yeah so like norm and claire's parents don't have phones cell phones so they're calling all the locations where they said they would be. And Norm's like, Claire, you can just go ahead. I'm going to like walk around or something. And Claire sees, Oh no. Now that we've been talking, we've lost track of the group. And then this man appears, he's wearing a white robe and he's a short, dark beard. He says, excuse me. And, um, they're like, oh no, we're in trouble. And Norm says, I'm so sorry. I was just bored. And we got, we got. He says, Ah oh, yes, I heard you. You're looking for adventure. My name is Ari. Come with me. I'll take you to a pyramid that hasn't been open to the public yet. Are you with the tour? You are ready for a different type of tour. Definitely no lectures here. Sacha Baron Cohen playing Ari, <laughs> and he. can't stop stop laughing and norm's like what's so funny but norm and claire are like yeah we'll go with you you strange man wearing a white robe we'll just go with you into the darkness so ari leads them down a path in the complete opposite direction of the groups are and then they head towards this pyramid so how old is this pyramid claire asked what pharaoh was it built for not a Ari replied Ari replied, it was built for a wealthy Egyptian family legend has it that they were also evil sorcerers and because they're evil a curse was put on them I whistled now what kind of curse a horrible curse Ari lowered his voice when they died they were not allowed passage to the afterlife so their souls are trapped with their bodies inside the pyramid Creepy, I declared. So this pyramid is supposed to be haunted? Claire snorted like this. It's just a legend, remember? She turned to Ari. My little brother believes everything you tell them. Yes, it is a legend, Ari continued, his dark eyes flashing like this. But a very powerful one. You see, before the last member of the family died, he swore eternal revenge. The revenge. On who, I asked. Ari narrowed his eyes at me. On the living, of course, he replied seriously. On you and me and your sister, on anyone who dares to enter the pyramid. So, despite Ari being a strange man who literally pulls them away from their tour group and takes them alone, like alone, into a dark, another mm-hmm. dark pyramid, he tells them this wild story, and they agree to go with him. Yeah, and they walk towards this and pyramid. And like, I mean, uh, Norm's like. Well, it'll be La Ventura. Yes, and so, why not? So they're walking towards this just lone pyramid away from everything else, and sand is stretching on behind it for miles, and all they could hear was hot wind that sounds like this. Pow! Oh, There's no one around. <laughs> and they about, and then they step inside the pyramid, and Ari says, Good luck, and it's immediately black as they walk in. No. And Ari has a flashlight that says, Stick close to me, lest you go missing. And they they walk through these dark this dark passage and it grows narrower and narrower and it slopes and they have downward. to take off two items of clothing and Every foot that they climb, and the air's growing cold and wet, and they're going underground, and all they can see is Ari's white robe floating in but front. But Ari's of moving really fast. And he goes to the right, and he goes to the left, and then it gets steep, and then he, he goes to the right, laughing maniacally the whole time. He is laughing and being weird, and they the, the 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 tunnel gets so tight that their shoulders scrape together like this, and they lower their heads because the ceiling's moving down like this, and Ari's moving really fast. Claire stumbles and then Norm bumps into her and Claire's like, you scared you little thing you're the one you wanted to see mummies and norm's like i'm not scared i'm just i'm just concerned about where we physically are because yeah that that's seems a genuine true concern you should be having but then the path widens and then they're in like this room or something and and ari's like wait here we are and norm says where are we and um are but ari's gone in fact ari didn't even <laughs> say where are we where are where here we are Norm just asked to the air. And And Norm goes, wait a second. Maybe Ari's not even a tour guide. Maybe this wasn't a great idea. And they start, so Norm and Claire start blaming each other about wanting to come down here when they see this flickering yellow light up ahead. And it's a torch set into the wall of this chamber. And it sounds like this. And Norm takes the torch and sweeps it around the room. Like this. And there's nothing in the room, but there's these two passages leading away to tunnels. And they can't remember which one they came through. Oh, no. So they decide, well, let's just pick one and see if it's the one that they came from, right?
1: Yeah. And
0: so they just choose one. And they choose one, and they walk down it. and But it, leads, this, it just leads to this smaller chamber where there's this long wooden box covered in cobwebs. It's a coffin. It's a mummy case. <gasps> Matthew, did you picture this coffin lying... St- Flat on the ground or straight up? Flat on the ground, flat, flat on the ground. And they hear a creaking like a wooden door, and they see that the case is opening. And they turn to run away from it because they're scared, but they crash into each other. And the torch falls out of Norm's hand and rolls across the floor and he picks it up and he turns back around. And the mummy case is now standing completely open. And they creep towards it and they oh, peer in. Oh, it was in. standing up, wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. They creep towards it and they peek in and inside know. is a slender cloth-wrapped shape, smeared in tar and so small. Sounds like my ex. <gasps> Something catches Norm's eye on the wall above it, and it's these ancient letters and drawings, and then in English it says, Tomb of Prince Kotep Durr. And there's a framed picture of someone below it. It's a boy with brown eyes, dark curly hair that flops over his forehead, skinny face, ears that stick out, a dimple on the right side of his mouth. It's my ex-boyfriend! <sighs> no, it's actually Norm, and Norm's like, What? How did they get my school picture here for hundreds and hundreds of years? And I the Prince Kotep Durr? The second I saw this or read this, I was like, "This reeks of Arlston Came up with this title, "The Mummy with My Face," and then worked backwards and just wrote to this moment. And the rest of the short story is trying to justify this. It almost doesn't work. And they're like, "We've got to get out of here." Then they hear a creak, and yeah. they, then they see a bony hand reach up from the case with its black claw-like fingernails, and they scratch at the air like this. <laughs> Claire screams, it's alive. And then the mummy's head rises from the case with rolling strips of cloth, tar oozing from its eyes and down its head. It turns to face them, its neck a rusty hinge creak like this. And its lips peel back in a cracked smile like this. And they scream, run. They run to the door, but two stone slabs slide across the entrance and slam together with a boom. It's completely pitch black and all they can hear is the touch of their body. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the mummy lurches forward out of the coffin, its eyes sewn shut. It raises its arms and it cracks. And, 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 and Claire and Norm try and move the slabs, but they won't budge. The mummy is getting closer, its legs cracking and splitting, its fingernails reaching out. <coughs> so they, they Norm and Claire slide along the wall and the mummy stops to sniff the air and oh. follows them hunting them you see it's blind so but Nor- this is sexy Norm hot. bumps into a stone le- mm. lever and he pushes down the stone lever only an inch and he says Claire help me The stone lever has got help something. me touch it's, this lever it's, it's, this lever has got to open the door but they shove it down and as hard as it can there's this rumbling but the door doesn't open though it's the floor the floor is splitting apart no, and it's, it's splitting, splitting apart, apart but it's separating them from the mummy which is great but it still manages to oh, reach no, its, its a hand across life. and brush Norm with its fingernails no but norm and clara back up against the wall and this floor is sliding towards them until there's going to be no floor left and then they just fall through the crack oh, no, please. they fall they tumble through the air tumbling tumbling in pitch blackness falling to their doom falling to their death well then actually they, realize- they just slide they don't really fall they just kind of easily slide and they slide down this steep sandy ramp faster and faster and then they then they pop through an opening and, and land up on a dusty floor completely naked and <laughs> Claire, Claire slides in behind Norman, and bumps him hard Ow. and they're now in this other chamber with two cho- torches on the wall and they see a dozen mummy cases <sighs> lying the walls no. and then there's this low opening across the room and they're like we've got to get out of here we've got to get out of here Corey, Corey. so Norm grabs one of the torches and they make their way towards it until they see more writing in this photo above one of the cases and it says Princess of <laughs> aim and under that is a picture of a girl with a round face and reddish brown hair a turned up nose and freckles on a tiny, tiny mole on her upper lip it's Claire Wait a second, there's a picture of Clara the mummy with my face. Then they hear these creaks all over the room like this. <laughs> the cases were all opening. And the mummies start climbing out and staggering towards them, blocking their pathway out. No, no, the mummies corner them, surround them, circling them. Then Norm remembers the cell phone. Yes. Maybe underneath this pyramid he could yes. call the operator he could call, he could call the operator to get him to the cairo police so yes. he held it's the chiropractor so he holds open the cell phone presses 0 and it's just static Oh no, he tries zero again. Nothing. It's just crackling, sizzling static. I hate when I static. pull up my cell phone and it makes that static noise. And then in a panic, he just presses literally all the buttons. Yes, he pushes all my buttons. And then he puts the phone back into his pocket and he's like, oh no, what are we going to do? Oh, we're fucked. The mummies continue to, to zoom in on them, zero in on them, and... um they've they're now fro- they, he realizes when he had the phone in his hand they froze what maybe they're scared of the technology i don't know and they're, what do we do and norm's like i have an idea i know this sounds crazy but just lie down on the floor and play dead yes let's just all play dead on the floor that will help so now we're about to do something that's I don't think it's ever been done in a Goosebumps book before. Not really. It very rarely happens. And basically it cuts to a different protagonist and it's in like, it's in third person and it is not Norm. We're not from Norm's perspective. We are now from the perspective of... I will say it's very unusual to have, to switch perspectives from in a Goosebumps book at all. And then let alone to switch perspectives and to be a grown ass adult's perspective. And it is, it's a grown ass adult and... He is uh, watching every th- all this happen on a TV screen, and he- behind him a voice is wonderful. And behind him is um, Doctor Martez, a chubby bald man sitting in front of a control panel with knobs and levers. And he's like, isn't it great? We've really terrified them. Did you see the shock on their faces when they saw the photos of themselves? <laughs> then These guys both look back to the screen and they see that the kids are down on the ground, but the mummies are gone. So we realize it's Ari and Dr. Martez. Yes, it's Ari and Dr. Martez. Yes. And thank you for the clar- clarification. And the mu- mm, But the mummies are gone. They're like, oh, that's weird. So, uh, that's so stupid. Strange. Something terrible must have happened. We have to go help those kids, kids actually. Oh no, maybe we scared the kids too much and now the kids are dead. But then there's a mummy standing in the doorway and they say how the did you get here and then another joins him and then a third and then a fourth this sour odor filling the room and all, all of the, the mummies, mummies stalking forward reaching out and Dr. I, Marta says no no they've gone haywire Ari says "Oh, I'll try the controls so Mr. Dr. Marta switches the levers turns knobs Ari's trying everything but the mummies keep coming and Dr. Marta says I have no control I have no control the mummies are the alive the mummies are back they're alive then we cut back to Norm and Claire and they were like it worked playing dead works, the mummies are gone, this is so crazy, I can't believe that worked, let's get out of here. But then a mummy lurches out from the shadows to block their way, and they say, oh no, a mummy is back, and Claire says, Norm, pick, pull out your phone again, they froze last time. So Norm tries to pull out of his pocket, but the antenna is stuck in his shorts pocket. Oh no, not, I can't even press my emergency police special police protection button. The the mummy comes closer and closer, fingers scratching against throat, and then Norm pulls so hard that it rips open his shorts, and his antenna is freed, and Claire <sighs> grabs the mummy arm pulling it away from norm and the other hand, hand mummy hand grabs norm's throat and claire tries to pull the hand and a finger crumbles off in her hand and, yes, and norm I... is taking forever to open the phone and when he does he presses zero and all the mummies free and the mummy freezes and there's this crackling buzzing static coming from static the phone. coming from the flip phone the cell phone and claire says run and norm says no no more running it's all over cut to an hour later Clara and Norm are standing with their parents at the Cairo police outside of this with the Cairo police and the police are taking away Dr. Martez and Ari and Ari's like we didn't mean any harm and Dr. Martez says my mummy land theme park was going to be a wonderful attraction you see I spent years on the mummies putting in radio controls I don't know what went wrong and then they were shoved into police cars and then are driven away. And dad's like, hey Norm, how did you know how to control the mummies? He said, well, dad, when they froze the first time with the cell phone, I thought it was a coincidence, but it worked the second time. We knew the mummies must be electronically controlled. Claire says, "Yes, he must have programmed the mummies when he pressed, reprogrammed the mummies. Norm, when Norm pressed all those buttons, which is maybe that why they went after Doctor Martez and Ari instead. Norm reprogrammed them with the cell phone." And mom says, "Well, how did the police show up? the cell phone wasn't even working?" Norm says, "Doctor Martez and Ari called them. They thought the mummy's going to kill us, so they called the police." And Dad says, "Wow, I don't suppose you'd want to go back to the pyramid so your mom and I could see it, would you?" And now Matthew's going to read the first paragraph and last paragraph of The Mummy With My Face. The ancient Egyptians built their pyramids from huge blocks of limestone, the tour guide declared. You're probably wondering where they got that limestone. Ha, not me. The last thing I wondered about was where the Egyptians got their limestone. Claire and I glanced at each other. Sounds good, Claire replied. It's very educational. You learn a lot about limestone. Sounds good to me too, I exclaimed. After this pyramid adventure, I need something totally boring. So they end up going on the boring tour instead. Oh no, my mummy land theme park was ruined. Matthew, which would you say was your least favorite short story out of... Goosebumps Triple Header Book 2. Ghoul School. What would you say is the scariest story out of the three? The Mummy with My Face. Which would you say was your favorite? The Mummy with My Face. Which would you say was the nastiest? Mm, Probably Ghoul School. It was gross. Yeah, I'm going to agree with literally all of your answers. Oh my gosh, to Vinzi's. So, y'all, we're finally getting closer and closer to Goosebumps Series 2000. Wait. Can we just talk about how hilarious the ending of this book was? And, like, if you had a Mummyland theme park design... None of it makes any sense. None of it makes sense. It's not really worth thinking about. But if there's a Mummyland theme park, and then literally what derails the whole radio-controlled mummies that are somehow radio-controlled, but also their hands crumble apart when you touch them... Um, are totally derailed by just a nearby cell phone pressing the button zero. What were those mummies going to do? I know they're just supposed to scare the kids, but like I don't know. And but wait, I... so they were real mummies that were programmed by like, electronically. I just assumed they were animatronic mummies. was my assumption, and I just I I did think there was some sexy fun of these. Eyes sewn shut, tar pouring out of the eyes anyway, and mouths, skinny little mummies attacking kids in the dark. I thought that was kind of wild and fun, and that's what makes it easily my favorite. But, like, there's nothing makes sense. Yeah, none of it makes any sense. I the cu- mummy with my face. I could see this being a TV episode. However, it feels so similar in structure to me that...
1: Yeah, it would be to, exactly
0: the same as The Return as of the Mummy. As Shocker and Shock Street. to me. It's Shocker and Shock Street, A Night and Terror Tower, and The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, or The Return of the Mummy put together. It's too similar to stuff that's already been done and not cla- and not iconoclastic I Yes, of. there's nothing really new here, but, you know, I, I, still, I still thought it was fun. I still like. I still thought it was fun, too. I want to go to Mummyland Theme Park. Tell us oh, wow. if you want to go to Mummyland Theme Park. Oh, you can reach out to us happen. at Or yeah, You can reach me at Matthew underscore, Scott underscore Montgomery on Instagram at Matthew Scott on tiktok and i worry about you jane on twitter and i'm daniel montgomery on twitter daniel x montgomery on instagram listen y'all that's triple header that was the three that was it we are done with triple headers and we are we still got so much more goosebumps to give you Hey. So we'll see you in a trilogy. We'll see you in 2000. We'll see you in... Give Give yourself goosebumps. You go ahead and you give yourself goosebumps. That's right. Do you promise? Oh, if you dare.